Hello and welcome to Not The Game Podcast. Um, I am your host, Kara Ellison, who is, has apparently been called uh, the Shane Ritchie of the internet uh, recently. Uh, and also we have Tom Hatfield. Hello. We have Philippa War. Hi. And we have Craig Lager. Hello. <laughs> Very good hello. Okay. Um, and I was going to ask you a silly question to start off. My friends, um, what is the best game that you have played that's based on an existing brand or franchise? Ooh, I'm going to check and see whether any of my phone games are, because they're clearly still on my phone for a reason. Mm. I mean, um, it was at this point that I wish I'd actually played The Walking Dead. Um, yes, I think that, that's an excellent. But then it's really good because it diverges completely from the the television series and. Is, and the television because the television series wasn't very good. I thought I don't know if that's a controversial p- opinion, <laughs> but uh, no, the television oh, wasn't very good. No, do you know what was amazing? The um, the app that they had uh, that you could use in conjunction with the X Factor, where you would just sit there tapping mindlessly your screen so that it like a clapometer would go up and you could register your <laughs> approval of the act that was currently on there because that my friends is true second screen <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Fucking ridiculous. that's awesome <laughs> so bad <laughs> i'm tempted to say but i feel also that this is a bit of a cheat um batman arkham asylum Ah, no, that's not cheat at all. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just the back golden the gap of quality with the <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's diff- it's really difficult to take an existing set of rules and make it interesting. Which you have is, to I- be loose with it, I think. Yeah, mm. and I think that's why it's such an interesting question because it's so hard to make to translate this stuff, and it's you know it's really difficult to do it the other way as well. It's like you know the Tomb Raider films were I thought shocking. Mm. But but I think I mean, there has been a good game to film at all, really. They've all just been terrible. Yeah, I there mean, must be one. Surely be by one. luck. Yeah, I mean it's weird, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I've seen some pretty bad ones. Well, hang on. Haven't we got Rupert Friend's Hitman game coming up? Uh, Hitman <laughs> uh, movie coming no. up that we discussed extensively last week. I mean, I, it doesn't I, exist. I, I, exist. I, I completely, completely abhor the uh, Max Payne film that came oh, out. Oh, I never saw the Max Payne. But this, the most annoying thing was, like, in two of the uh, games that I would think would actually make it, could actually work as films, came out within, were, were, adap- uh, were adapted within in quick succession Max Payne and The Prince of Persia, and they're both fucking awful. Why do you think Prince of Persia would work as a film? I, I, it's just an Arabian Nights fairy tale, um, mm. which we don't really see that much of, with extremely cool parkour action sequences, which are also in vogue. But for some reason, they decided that the Prince of Persia should be played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that didn't make any sense, did it? <laughs> it just made no sense. Um, and I guess, that you know, these things are... I mean, I even feel like, uh, you know, comic books are, are really hard to do in film form as well. It's hard to pull them off. Um, so I feel like, you know, the first few Spider-Mans were, I sort of wrote them off because I didn't like them very much. Mm. Um, the nice thing about that is you've got, there's been so much done about them in comics that you kind of just take the general character rather than, you rarely you see people adapting a specific thing. Yeah, I, I yeah. Which but is yeah, why Kate was considering Batman a bit of a cheat because it's taking all perceptions of Batman since, for the last 60 years and filtering them into a game. That's yeah. true. I mean, but there is a... 
there's obviously a danger of like bringing the fandom along with it that you know they won't they'll really not take to it um at all I guess and there's you know people are always really particularly comics fans I've noticed although gamers do it too where there's like you know they're really pedantic about the facts and the backstory and like would he do this and would he have that sort of stuff and got an appearance as well like you see people talking about how they they'd love to see one of their friends their, their favorite um games or comics adapted and it's always like they, whenever they suggest an actor, it's always because they look right. It's never actually based on their ability uh, or characters they've previously played at all. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Do you remember um, when Earthworm Jim was really popular and got its own animated series? Oh and yeah, it's amazing! <laughs> I just loved that show. What What happened to games getting their own animated? Because Mario had one, Sonic had one, Earthworm Jim had one. I think Pac-Man had one. Which well, doesn't. Where is awesome. Modern Warfare, I mean, Pokemon, the animated yeah. series? Modern Warfare, the animated Well, it's technically series. not supposed to be marketed at kids, even though it totally is. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would actually be awesome. I would totally watch that. Well, you know, that's not... That's so almost like far fetched as you'd think, I guess, because they have, you know, they did announce the um, World of Warcraft like kids book that they're working on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm still imagining animated soap McTavish. <laughs> <laughs> With his shitty half mohawk. <laughs> it would be amazing. Oh, we have to do this. It would be like a kind of really cheesy. It would be like the A team, except Call of Duty. If you're listening, Bobby. Oh, uh, you know what? I'd really like some Call of Duty shrinkles. <laughs> or plushies. What? That would be amazing. What's a shrinkle? So it's like this plastic stuff that, like, you'd have a picture drawn on it and you'd colour it in and then you'd put it in the oven and because of the properties of the plastic, it would shrink down and then, you know, the colours would get more intense of, that you'd put on it and, and then you'd have this, like, tiny keyring thing that you could attach to your... Well, I suppose if you're eight, you're not really going to have many keys, but you could attach it to something, you know? Yeah, and your shrinkle just sounds like something that happens to your penis in the bath. <laughs> a shrinkage. Why in the bath? Sorry. Because, you know, it's it's, they shrink like prunes into a kind of pruny... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> they don't just react with water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're carried so- away with uh, my, my thoughts on... Uh... I think you're fine. We the know how of Willy. Willy. <laughs> uh, Yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, um, Cara, they don't, they don't have the same properties as fingers. I don't know why. <laughs> the weird thing is everyone now is going for these sort of transmedia experience things. They're all trying to make TV shows and comics and tie-ins. And it, everyone's convinced it's the next big thing, even though no one's done it successfully yet. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon, sort of. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But everyone's trying to do it with adult stuff. Yeah. Um, Like Hawken is trying to do that and there's Defiance and stuff like that. Anyway, my my pick would be Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, which is surprisingly Mm. good. Uh, I still don't think it's great, though. Like, I think that's overrated. Well, it's it's quite nice that all like first person, mostly stealthy, and it's set in a prison. It's all about being in a prison. Like from the, from, it's it's a good portion. I think you play two thirds of the game without getting hold of a weapon because you're a prisoner. The most you have is a shiv, and it's a lot of it is like wandering around the prison yard, uh, making deals with other inmates, getting into fights and shiving them. Uh, um, Anything with a shiv. 
Yeah, really. and it, it 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 uses basically the character of Riddick, the vague backs at the front. If you've seen Pitch Black, um, I can't remember. If, I can't remember if the actual Chronicles of Riddick film had come out when they made it the first one, and the vague backstory that he escaped from an inescapable prison, and so they just designed that prison. They gave him his cool, his like seeing him a dark ability, which you actually get halfway through the game. Um, and yeah, it actually, where really well. And part of the reason that worked really well, as far as I know, is because Vin Diesel is really into video games, and mm. he put together like a small company that uh, uh, he put he put together a company to make it, but then also worked with an established with um, Starbreeze, who were an established company at the time, and was just really smart about it. So there you go. That's that's what you need for a good video game adaptation is Vin Diesel, apparently. Awesome. I mean, I heard that he was kind of a legend because he taught Judy Dench Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> yeah. um, which now I'm just completely determined to. If I ever, <laughs> if I ever pitch another show to Charlie Brooker, then I'm do- I'm totally being like, can we get Judy Dench? Can we get Judy Dench? I so badly want to get Judy Dench. <laughs> imagine how good that show would be. Mm. Just imagine having like everything that's narrated by Judy Dench. It would be amazing. Yes, I want her to be like the Patrick Moore of the show, just a floating Judy Dench. I'm sorry, I'm getting carried away. Anyway, Pip, what would you say is your favourite um, brand or franchise that's been turned into a game? I have honestly no idea because, like, I keep sort of. I think I've probably mentally dismissed everything that I like that's been vaguely credible. Like, you know, the Batman games and stuff don't feel like they actually count because they are fine. I kind of like the yeah. weird grasping trashiness of some of the yeah, like the um the brand propositions. So yeah. like. Did you just unironically say brand propositions? I mean, I I met. Right. I, I used to work for a really massive company. I like I accidentally absorbed some big business vocabulary. Uh oh, sorry. Someone wrote oh AOL. Like, oh my god! Back in the day, like years and years ago, I used to play this game that was like so. Lycos had that dog. Do you remember? remember. And there was a game that you could play that had the dog running around like a backyard to go and dig stuff up and that i just used to sit there playing that for hours <laughs> so i don't know maybe that counts that's, that feels like a, a blast from the past cool mm. so, so you're having the, the, the game that got made that's your game of choice <laughs> for a pre-existing <laughs> franchise i might i might do if it still exists young man <laughs> oh my gosh! Outside of video games, also. Is... Sorry, I was just going to say. Also, there's there's some interest about outside of video games as well, like uh, Battlestar Galactica, the board game. Well, I really oh, like because that can because that game is amazing. Loads of people say they hate that game. They are, they're all, every time I suggest playing it, everyone's like, "Oh, it's not very good." But I don't know whether that's just Paul or is like they're just they're wrong, Cara. <laughs> yeah, they're wrong. It's true. Yeah. It's 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 one of those ones that is painful to lose, and if you're the humans, you will probably lose. Right. Yeah. It's so long. It takes like four hours as well every time. Oh. But and like you can play the Resistance, which is a lot shorter and has the best bits of Galactica. But Galactica is still very good. Hmm. Um. For my brand or franchise, I was going to say um I really enjoyed Indiana Jones: The Fate of Atlantis. Oh. Yeah. Um. Which is a super excellent translation into adventure game. Oh yeah, we basically um, ignored everything made by Lucas Arts. So that's a terrible error. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's. I mean, we like feel free to discuss them from now on because I honestly think, 
because there was a Blade Runner uh, point and click, wasn't there? Um, which was excellent, which I never got around to playing. Um, but I really, really, really I liked um, Dave Atlantis. Richard Cobbett did that for uh, one of his crapshoots recently, a, a live one over Twitch. So there's a whole, like, I don't know if he finished the thing in the end, but he's got a whole Let's Play of it recorded. Cool. I think I might look that up. But um, Fate of Atlantis, it just had a really charming sense of humour that felt like it really fitted in with the kind of cheeky banter that um, indie might actually have. Uh, and there was um, there were a lot of kind of it was just a really well written script, you know, like as usual as usual, like LucasArts are, are kind of amazing at doing that. And then um or that era were. And um and yeah, and it was just it was um very difficult. And you could do those three paths. You could do like a fighty path, you could do like a thinky path, I think. And you could do like a cooperative path, which meant that you always had to have your uh your love interest lady Sophia around. So yeah. I heard someone better than others. The fighty path wasn't great. It isn't, um, and so everyone, all their, like, always will choose like one of the other two because um, it's much more interesting. Um, and it, I, you know, I think I, I think I did the like the the cooperative one because I, I actually I find the um, Sophia she's kind of funny and it's quite interesting to solve puzzles where she's in them. Um, although sadly, she's usually the damsel that gets stuck and you have to help her, but. Um, that's the way these things go, I guess. But yeah, I died quite a lot in the German U-boat, which I thought was quite a grim situation to be in, in an adventure game. You're stuck in a German U-boat. And I think you have to pick up a sausage or something. And I'm like, this is a bit racist. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh, much of it, it's both sexist and racist, but still good. <laughs> it's funny, though, because you're so forgiving of these these things because they are genuinely relics from another time it's like it you know and it is kind of when you still when you watch back um indiana jones films they're really quite sexist i mean they're and they're very racist uh, but we forgive them because they came from this kind of era that was very forgiving of um it was almost like a kind of supposed to be a pastiche of like saturday matinee adventure films and so because we feel like they were supposed to be commenting on that kind of film we kind of let them off then and we still let them off now even though it's really obvious that they're massively racist and massively sexist um there was actually an amazing thing about where someone dumped a bunch of a transcript of the sessions where steven silver and george lucas essentially plotted out the outline of um uh indiana jones and there's some quite racist things in there yeah, the way they talk about the sequence, they like they talk about the. I think it's the temple. It might be the. Oh, they talk about a sequence which uh, the, the various sequence they talk about. Um, they talk about the bit with the um, uh, Chinese restaurant at the beginning of uh, Temple of Doom, which they actually came up with uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark and then didn't fit in. Yeah, and just like <laughs> yeah, just the, the casual way they describe a bunch of racial stereotypes in there is just so. Sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that there are real, real problems with them. And and also, like, I, I, I think they wanted to get the uh, minecarts uh, ride in uh, to raiders and they didn't manage to. And so they made they put it in Temple of Doom. Um, and they I think one of their major decisions, and I don't know if this is correct, but I think I read it uh, somewhere in the past, is that the, their major decisions on that were um, based on them wanting to get um it made into a, a, a roller coaster ride <laughs> like some sort of franchise or something or in universal or, and i was like no don't make 
don't make movies based on that like no what are you doing but um yeah anyway it worked out for them because i think that there's actually been several uh roller coasters <laughs> and in <laughs> fact yeah and in fact later on there was a successful movie based on a ride with the uh, pirates of the caribbean and the entire franchise yeah. yeah i mean i don't know whether it's true but yeah i think it's uh but yeah there's so many problems with like the the chinese portrayals and oh god it's very um yeah, uh, I tell you something. I was just looking. Um, hmm? Carry on. Oh well, no, this was just going to derail the thing uh, entirely because I was just looking. I don't think we've um, derailed yet. Well, it wasn't going to be. But I'm going to totally pass it off as one now. So if you could edit out this explanation, that would be really oh, good. Absolutely. Um, no, I just saw on my desktop that um, I've got uh, the hidden object uh, Poirot adventure for Death <laughs> on the Nile. You are crazy obsessed with Poirot. I thought I so, was about a Poirot. No, I actually you. really like um, hidden object adventures as well. I just, I, I'm not going to apologise for it. Um, so there's that one. But also, um, I think my favourite idea for one of those games that isn't a real game is um, I was I was interviewing um, Anthony Birch ages and ages ago and he was in London uh, just for some promo for Borderlands and he had said that he'd been to see Les Mis and we were talking about like maybe making a Les Mis game where you like have to press the buttons in time to cry at all the sad things that happen and so you'd have like the QTE of the barricade and stuff and like but if you succeed, you you have to get everybody dead in order to win the game. And if anybody survives and like the revolution like is won, then that's it. You know, you're you're banned from playing the game again. <laughs> Clearly didn't understand the point. I could probably mod that into Crywank Face, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Such a le- it's such a legendary. It's like a modular game now. <laughs> I'm surprised Pip hasn't made well, it in puzzle I'll script already. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe I'll see if I can make it in puzzle script. I'll, I'll email Stephen and see whether he can help. Like, how do I make a rhythm action game in this? <laughs> Be fine. But yeah, so that's a game that doesn't exist. But um, well, I don't know. Maybe I should email Anthony and see whether he's actually done it yet, or maybe I've just completely ruined our like only profitable. <laughs> may or may not exist by the time you listen to this on Monday. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> That's the also to answer last week's question, my most anticipated game of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? There's more? <laughs> well, Craig, you definitely chose Batman, right? Well, I did, but I might have changed my mind. Okay, what, what would you like to select as your choice? Um, Metro 2033. Oh, nice choice. Please explain. Uh, oh, yeah, it's based well, on Russian novels, isn't it? It's based on a book, and it's a really good game. Have and you that's the as... No. <laughs> I that... see. <laughs> but is that I necessary? See. But to like, be fair, based... I didn't have a Lycos email address, so... Would <laughs> 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 you stop obsessing over Lycos? What with it's not coming back, Pip. No, it might still exist. Let me check. <laughs> oh, I think um, investigative reporting going on here. Does Lycos still exist? The answer will shock you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Lycos right. still exists, but I can't find the game, you guys. 
Is it possible you hallucinated it? No, because they had a search engine and it was to promote the search engine because the dog would go and search for things. Do they still have a dog at all? Are you I just confusing this with the goes. Windows search engine dog? That's not a game, Pip. No, Vicos was a dog. It was the name of the dog and the name of the Oh, no, now I have to drink because I said not a game on the Not a Game podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not a game. Wah, wah, wah. Um, yes, Metro 2033. Um, I haven't played it, but it looks dark and awesome and, you know, kind of gross. Sort of looks like my kind of game. <laughs> it, yeah. The the second one is rubbish, but twenty thirty three is a really really good game. It's very in, like it does a lot more. It does a lot of interesting things for a very linear shooter. Um, okay. So you picked that over Stalker, would you, Craig? Um, I don't know because I was thinking about Stalker. Um, and Stalker is very loose. And yeah, I was gonna say that that feels a lot looser. But then if you can have Batman, I guess you could have Stalker. Mm. And I think Stalker is a better game than Metro twenty thirty three. Any of those. That they're all fine. Yeah. We've answered that question inclusive as answer. incredibly thoroughly as possible, humanly <laughs> possible. Right. Um, well, I guess we should move on. Um, what have you guys been playing recently? Um, let's... Can I, hold on. I've, I need to get this off my chest before we carry on. Yeah. The Lycos website, oh, what God. are they doing? <laughs> because <laughs> it's meant to be a responsive design, but whichever way you have it, there's still a space missing at the bottom. Oh, so. Okay. Why what are they do doing? <laughs> Somebody needs to be fired. We've got a prime number. We've got to take it down. <laughs> They've got oh. Does CompuServe still exist? Games. Hang on. <laughs> wait, wait, free games. They have free games, you guys. Meanwhile, Paris Price starts a GeoCity site live on it. CompuServe is still around. Jeez amazing oh i think until justin bloody timberlake got involved my um my myspace was still infested with blingies and said that i was 23 <laughs> i love blingies have you seen that amazing blingy that says shut up paula with a picture of a flashing horse no but rich mccormick made me like a blingy thing for my uh, a gif of a blingy for my for my birthday and i'm trying to work out how to get a gift tattoo <laughs> it must be a way. There must be. You just have to have a series of slides of the yeah. down your arm. Maybe if I like have put it, down, a... put it down your side and then wave your hand down, revealing one at a time. Thing is, if I have them like tattooed around my waist, like a kind of belt, and then turn around really fast, I could make myself into a human zoetrope. Mm. Which isn't entirely how that works, but <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, yeah, no, Lycos website, bad. game. One of the big buttons is just YouTube videos. What is that? (laughs) Just CompuServe isn't any... It's just a link to YouTube. Like, oh, carry on. I can't even tell what CompuServe is from its main page. It's just, it's really blue. And it's got, like, a search bar that says it's enhanced by Google. And a button for CompuServe mail. And then this big article in the middle that says, Will you click as lovers? I'm like, I don't know. Will you? I don't want to find out. Anyway. this week, Cara. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Tom. Would you like to tell me about your week? I went to the World Rumpus with you. Well, we we both went individually, separately. Yeah, we did go. And what did you think? Please tell me about your time there. It was really good, yeah. It was um, crowded, 
uh, and I'm not sure I'm entirely a fan of Shoreditch, but the uh, but the event itself was really cool. I'm disappointed I did not get a go on the LHS bike shed. Ah, yes, yes. Um, did you? It, it is rumoured, I didn't, but it is rumoured that George is the best pilot they've ever had, or so he told me, <laughs> um, and everyone talks about has been talking about him since, blah, blah, blah. And I that now my it's my my goal to get George to 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 pilot the LHS bike shed so that I can assess how how good he is at this game because I don't believe him I think he's probably not as good as he says he is. I did have a go on Alpha though. It's I don't know how you say it because it's it's written down as Alpha but with squares in between all the letters. Hang on, hang on. With the caravan game, right? Yeah. Did had George practiced beforehand because he and Alice and I went to the hack space when it was there before and I think I got sidetracked by some beer and then a pinball machine and then a laser cutter and Alice was doing something else but I'm not sure where George was for the duration of this. (laughs) Yes this is suspicious. I Mm. think that this warrants more investigation because um, he I feel like he probably you know, he's ubiquitous enough to have probably had a hand in making the LHS bike shed. I call shenanigans. Yeah, so part of me is suspicious of that as well. So so what actually is is it? So the LHS bike bike shed is a caravan that has been basically uh, remodelled inside to resemble the cockpit of a very small uh, spaceship. And it uses um, screens and monitors and a series, like a, a basic, like a bank of uh, buttons and keyboards, in mm. order to simulate what being on a spaceship might might be like. And Is it like the KFC themed episode <laughs> of Community? I yes, don't know because I haven't seen yeah. it, but uh, <laughs> it's basically yeah. like a kind of. It's like you know, it's like Space Team. But you're all in the same mm. room, and it like the actual interfaces are in front of you. It's a bit um, like Artemis with more LARPing. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and basically it's a cooperative game. It's ba- it's like Space Team. It sort of tests your ability to take instructions and give instructions, and um, yeah, basically yeah, you have to get uh, through space and then through this gate and then land and then you know that's your mission. Except you know it's very likely you will die. <laughs> so yeah, not actually die in real life. I mean, the whole thing doesn't explode if you fail to... Maybe to, it should. Or go on casual. fire. I just feel like real-life games aren't hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a real sense of threat. Contains lots of peril. Indeed. Mild. I mean, what, one of my annoyances about Wild Rumpus is that every single time they have Nidhogg <laughs> Wild Rumpus, oh. it is completely mobbed with people and you can never get a go. But maybe um, now the game's been released, like, there will not be a Nidhogg bottleneck. Maybe. It's I, still pretty popular on the last weekend, though, when Nidhogg had been out for, like, a week. Yeah, I feel like it will be popular forever, um, just because it's just really, I don't know, it's just so good. I mean, it's it's almost... It's difficult to describe almost how like why it's so good, but it's just it's got such a flow to it, it's such a movement that it's really just such an attractive and uh, rewarding game. So yeah, that's always mobbed. Um, but Keita Takahashi's game that he developed with Adam Saltzman was there, which is like the um, alphabet mm-hmm. game where you basically have a map with like letters on the ground, and then there's uh, basically letters. Or characters on the screen and you have to like stand on the stand on the 
you know, corresponding letters in order to like tumble uh, the uh, and move the uh, the letters along the screen. Yeah. And they change as well. So at one point they might all be W, and you just tread lightly on W, and they race across the floor. And then you might have to jump, but they'll all turn into random letters. So you're suddenly hopping around trying to land on, trying to jump on the correct um, letters to so hop them all of like over the obstacle. In real life. Sorry. So like quop in real life. Yeah, kind or of. Or actually GURP in real life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's Mega Gurp. Have you ever played Mega Gurp? I have watched people play Mega Gurp. It was, um, you remember when we went to the, uh, the was it the Wild Rumpus? When it was in that uh, bar in, in, that bar in East London. Um, but we were there and it was up on a stage. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That And like, I didn't do it because I was wearing a skirt and being in a skirt, twisting around on a floor up on stage. Oh, great <laughs> that's interesting because like uh one of the major things that um the raffle pillar people thought about because they made a game in which you get in a multicolored sleeping bag you stick your head in this little uh, uh you lie on your back and you stick your head in this like little house that they've made oh, and that in was the it. house on the ceiling that's got like a screen and, and then the other person sticks their head on the other side of the the house and basically you're both like rolling around on the floor with uh motion controllers on your waist and you're pretending to be a caterpillar basically you're negotiating on the screen is like you're it you know you're a ca- caterpillar and you have to go and eat apples on the screen just by moving your hips around um mm-hmm. so it corresponds to what's on the screen um on what's on your what do your caterpillars doing basically and it's awesome it's called ruffle ruffle pillar and they said that they were finding at game city that people with skirts weren't playing it because obviously they were mm. on the floor and they didn't want like there anyone to see up their skirt so they um they, they made, made modesty screens yeah they you? made like little they're and they were adorable modesty screens as well it makes you look a little bit like the uh the very hungry caterpillar <laughs> when you get in it it's adorable oh, and everyone's yeah, like wiggling around yeah because um, they hadn't thought about it because like one of the one of the outlets i guess from from the mid house um pointed you towards a glass like you know a full-length glass window and so yeah like it wasn't just you would be showing off your knickers to the entire room it was and everybody walking up and down yeah. outside oh yeah i remember because yeah it was it was a belt at game city wasn't it that you put on but they added like a, a little sleeping bag that you put on over your whole lower half to avoid the skirt problem yeah mm-hmm. but yeah um so yeah i really enjoyed this world drum piss i thought they had an excellent venue the only thing i said to george and alice was like you could have had a bigger bar and I know yeah, that's a classic a complaint, but like honestly, it was too small because you had to queue for ages to get a drink, and it was like it was quite a small area that they had. There was it. a secret second bar, though. I discovered that halfway through the night. Uh, <laughs> there was just like really? a small group. Yeah, no, they were outside by the where we thought it was just serving coffee. They also served drinks, but everyone who found that out refused to tell anyone, so they didn't get crowded. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got a tweet from someone, right? Who's just said to me, like, the last article I wrote, they said, I loved the sick Nando's burn. (laughs) Their favourite thing about what I wrote was the fact that I didn't like Nando's very much. Yes, oh, you should. Everyone should read uh, Kara's first embed with article because it is about the world rumpus actually, and explains some of the things we're quickly. Oh yeah, actually, it's going over. It doesn't really explain very much actually. I have, but yes, I understand. Um, it is also long, so I will be reading that in bed later. <laughs> oh God, it's incredibly long, which I felt very bad about. But then I was like, do you, do you know what? Like, 
this is, you know, they're paying me a lot of money for this, so I'm sure they won't mind that much, you know what I mean? But I felt a lot like I need to get an editor, so I will probably find one next week. <laughs> oh, so you're going to do box outs? <clears throat> yes, exactly. And just do more box outs and screenshots <laughs> with wangs on. More puns. Yeah, I need to do more punning, definitely. But anyway, um, yeah, so Craig, what have you been playing this week? Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. Did you do something awful to Pip in Daisy? Because it's so sure that's the vibe I'm getting from you two. Oh, oh. no, are there Daisy dramas? Oh, mm. No. Should I, t- should I just tell the story of what happened to me and Daisy? <laughs> no, I hear. <laughs> so, the thing is, I was actually uh, unrelated, like, after the last podcast i went to uh play with my friend matt um and was just streaming it on twitch and i was actually really worried that i would get like um stream sniped you know like when people are just like watching you and then they come and just snipe the one that's broadcasting it because fun and kudos anyway but that seemed to be going okay except um then everybody then watched me as i fell off a ladder um just after matt was like be careful of ladders and i was like i will be fine and then died um and then so i spawned somewhere else and we had to go through the palaver of trying to find each other and previously we'd both spawned on the coast so we'd actually managed to just meet up by going okay will you keep the sea to your right and i'll keep the sea to my left and then we can hopefully meet up um but this i was i spawned in land and didn't know like where I was so I was just trying to work out where Matt was via um Skype and like descriptions and Twitch was like chiming in um and then like at some point these two guys came along and they like took Matt hostage like they just approached him with guns and I was just like oh no Matt (laughs) and I was trying to work out what to do I was like trying to gather up weapons and like um ammo and stuff all i could find was ammo i couldn't find any weapons so i had an axe and i was just like well they've got massive guns i don't know what to do and they were just like really messing with him and making him do dumb things and you know like asking him like quiz questions and he was like trying to get me to help him with the answers for some of them i was like oh he's going to die i can't save my friend and i was like getting answer me these questions three (laughs) oh i was like oh my god but they seemed to really like books and things so then i started collecting books so that i could like offer them um to these guys to like free my friend um and then but like they were just you know a bit i think they were getting like a bit stressed out by that point or it felt like they were anyway so i was like really panicked um and then we sort of like matt was just like we're actually quite near um and they want you to come along and um meet up with us and i was just like but i'm gonna die and my inventory was lagging out and i was like well i'm fucked if they asked me to put down my backpack and stuff um so i was like really panicking and trying to drop things that were valuable so i could come back later and maybe get them if we both survived the ordeal and they make me walk up this hill and i've got like the sun in my eyes you can't see properly in the game if the sun is like shining in your eyes i was like oh and then when i finally get to the tree line i can see again and all i can see is matt on his knees with his hands in the air and then there's like one of the guys has a sniper rifle pointed straight at Matt. And then I see that to the left, there's a guy with a sniper rifle pointed directly at me. I was like, 
oh shit um and then so I'm like trying to put my hands up and trying to explain that my inventory's lagging out so if they want me to do any weird things they might actually have to wait for a bit but please don't hurt my friend that kind of thing and then so the guy who's pointing a gun at me comes over and is just like look just admit that Dark Souls is the greatest game ever made. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, Craig, you absolute fucker. <laughs> it was Craig and our friend Rory. <laughs> and it wasn't unrelated at all. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and so ever since, my Twitch stream has basically been a mixture of people wondering when Craig is going to turn up in any game that I am playing. And I love the fact this might be the only present danger for you. <laughs> yeah, and also people who are like, well, why don't you just sacrifice Matt? Because that was the general line of conversation when I was trying to rescue him from his kidnappers. They were just like, look, he's clearly going to die. Just let him go. <laughs> oh, no. Which is actually partly why um, I think uh, Matt would take issue with you describing Alice as probably the kindest person you know because she was the one that was texting me saying, you know, like, let him go. <laughs> <He's>... Really? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that's, um, yeah. yeah. So Craig's a monster. Well, the other thing that Craig did was, um, so I started playing the game again, just like bit casual i assumed that craig wasn't like playing and then so these two guys turn up suddenly when me and matt are in this other uh, village i'm like this again um (laughs) so there's a certain amount of hey we could have killed you i was like thanks for not killing us i guess and then we tried to work out where the water was and we've got these like weird sniper equipped guardian angels who don't necessarily want us alive all of the time maybe um and so we go to try and find some water from a well because we're really thirsty and craig had pointed out where it was and then so i'm just sat there trying to like drink enough and trying to refill my um my canteens and my water bottles but i couldn't work out how and then while i'm like trying to work that out and trying to ask matt how you do it and trying to ask twitch how you do it um craig suddenly goes so you've got 30 seconds before i start shooting at you (laughs) Oh, panicked, dropped both my water bottles and ran. <laughs> and now I don't really know where I am. <laughs> Basically, Craig is the biggest troll of all time ever. <laughs> he does it so well that, like, all of my kids are fucking fond of him. <laughs> this is what happened when I let Craig play D&D with our group. He, he, he stole all their money, uh, stabbed mm. the girl they were supposed to rescue. <laughs> run away oh, you jerk <laughs> so that's what I've been up to <laughs> you've just been basically basically tormenting and bullying Philippa yes it's been <laughs> exceptionally good <laughs> you're so you're having a great time is Rory enjoying it as well or is yeah, he just looks... under your thumb as, you know I'm not really sure if no, you're just a puppet master He's enjoying himself. The thing is, though, you can criticise as much as you want. <laughs> we saved you once. No, you di- yes, no, you actually... Hang on, did you? Yeah, there was the guy pointing the gun at you, and you didn't know we were watching you, so we shot him. Oh, that. Well, I was trying to, like, bandage myself, and I'd lagged out, so, okay, that's fine. And we got oh, Matt to you in an interesting way. 
all right yeah no those things it was definitely an interesting experience and I did actually really enjoy it Matt really enjoyed it as well but it was just like but then when I was playing Dota the other night people on Twitch were like when's Craig showing up <laughs> this is Dota shut up <laughs> it would be he would be much less effective there as well you, you would definitely have the upper hand in that situation <laughs> Oh my gosh, you that guys. Top Gun is on E4 in 30 minutes. Fully <laughs> End of up. podcast. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to finish this shit up. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? We need to get that, we need to get that naked oiled up volleyball on the telly right now. Oh, you know, I was playing Borderlands 2 recently, which has a great Top Gun joke in there. Oh, really? There's this bit where you, um, there's this bit where you, the, uh, this area where there's these little like helicopter dudes that, uh, follow you around and are really annoying. At one point, you find one of their pilots who orders you, who's really annoyed that they kicked him out of the helicopter gang, and so he orders you to go in and steal their volleyballs and set fire to their uh, volleyball nets. And then when you do that, <laughs> uh, once you've set fire to the nets, like all these, you know, incredibly, all these, um, like incredibly chiseled guy, guy, topless guys run out with their magnificent abs and try and beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I I like Anthony Birch's work. He is an extremely funny man. Mm. But yes, um, who is it? Basically, I've kind of covered what everyone played this week simply because Pip (laughs) Pip has been trolled by Craig. Yeah, we we kind of paired off this week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Not like that, Pip. No, we're going to do like... Funny, weird laugh. There's going to be oh, fan fiction, fan fiction going on. Um, so, um, have you played anything else like recently that's been? Did you play a lot of Nidhogg when it came out? Like, what do you think of it? Yeah, I played quite a bit of it. Um, I, me and Phil Savage had a fair few games between the two of us, um, including one epic one that was 11 minutes long. We killed each other like 55 times each. <gasps> Sounds amazing. That was really good. No, I, I really enjoy it. It's got this. It's weird how it's got all these very precise moves you can do, but there's also a looseness to it, which means that you probably won't execute everything perfectly. You, you'll stumble, you'll accidentally roll too far, you'll drop your sword and panic yeah. to kick someone in the face. <laughs> My favourite is when you you fling your sword feebly and it doesn't hit the other person. And you used to just run up and then punch them instead. <laughs> and that's absolutely one of my favorite things to do is because if you can land a brutal punch on them and then pick up your sword, you feel like the best person ever. One of my favorite things is when you've been fighting on a certain area for a while and the floor just becomes so full of swords that they're, you, you're always able to pick one up. And then like, you're, and then you're like, I just like throw my sword at them and then just run forward and pick up another one before it's even hit. Yeah. Oh, did you see that amazing thing that Chris Graff tweeted that was someone on the Steam forum saying, guys, what is with the snake that comes at the end? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone has just replied, Nidhog. <laughs> but it's really adorable. But yes, um, what is with that snake? I it, wish that is the backstory. It's um, a bit of Swedish mythology. Yeah, I feel like we. I want to make a backstory for the snake, though. <laughs> I don't know if there's an actual one that's been made up, or whether is it actually a mythological creature. Yes, I'll find a link to it. Uh, but I think there's all, there might also be a Pokemon called Nidhogg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there could be crossover there. Imagine all the Pokemons dueling each other with swords. Um, yeah, like uh, Pip, have you played a bit of Nidhogg? 
There you go. It is a dragon that gnaws at the root of the world tree in Norse mythology. Oh, oh, of course it is. I bought it. I downloaded it. I wanted to play it with people online, and that functionality was broken when it oh. first. Yeah, I've was released, saying that. I've so only I haven't actually it played it. Yeah, like so, I was going to play it, and then like other work-related things took precedence because that window of a day where I had some time to do it was just like, oh, it's not going to let me. Or, you know, it just felt more like luck that some people were able to. And so I was like, I was trying to play with Graham and Marsh from former PC Gamer, um, now of RPS and Freelance, respectively. Um, But yeah, so I like I wanted to play. And when it was at Rumpus before, you know, like uh, Rumpus on the boat, um, yeah, it was just so crowded, and like I actually couldn't physically get through. Like I was too little to get through to queue, so like yeah, I just <laughs> so I will play it. Um, but it has very much slipped oh, down shit. my. I've suddenly remember something from Rumpus. What was the deal with the dude in like the white blood splattered Iron Man mask? Ah, yes, frantically so... DJing. Yes, he is a man who makes uh, music for lots of Vlambeer games, and ah. um, which is why you saw him dancing around to uh, lift trousers at the end, um, and pointing at it and doing all sorts of. But yeah, his name is Kozilek, um, and he makes lots of uh, game soundtracks. But yeah, he was at Game City as well. I remember. Ah. It's just um, quite a weird thing to turn around and just suddenly see. The dude in a blood splattered mask. Yeah, I mean that's his thing. I think. I mean, I'm not sure whether he does like anything. This bes- he must do other stuff besides game soundtracks and stuff. But yeah, that's his shtick. Um, so yeah, it's he's a little scary to uh, to uh, look at with his Iron Mask Man mask on because it's like it's yeah it's slightly off his thing. But his music is very good, so it's all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, should we answer the questions from Twitter? Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go do that. Um, okay, most of them are jokes this time, so <laughs> let me see if I can search for them. What have I got? Uh, to, to... I've, I've got them ready. If you want me to read some, yeah, I got a few sent in as well. Yeah, um, uh, I... gets personal questions. Bayonet <laughs> wants to know why does Tom dislike <laughs> the word rad? Oh, uh, this is just me making a joke about blocking words that Ben Barrett uses all the time because he, he, he says terrible things. Uh, <laughs> Why? What's terrible about rad? Yeah, rad's good. <laughs> rad is an excellent word. I, it's a bit yeah. I've probably I, said rad at some point. I was just taking the piss at that point. I feel like I want to bring radical back. You know, it's like <laughs> the long form rad. I've got a board game club at work called Radical Board Games 2000. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> That's excellent. So yeah, uh, does uh, Tom have an excuse for this? Or... <laughs> it's basically just me continuing the joke of muting hype and bants. Oh my god, bants really <laughs> sets me off. Don't <laughs> what fucking awful words. I'm pretty sure Craig invented that word. Bants, Craig, did you no, invent bants? No, I got it from Ben Barrett. I think he's <laughs> the inventor of all of the words. All of the worst. <laughs> the worst words. Uh, same goes for the other person critiquing my talking about my dislike of language yeah Matthew Ward wants to know why does Tom dislike the word swole I don't know what that word is he likes like so many words Matt's a friend of mine uh, and he likes to use the word swole to mean like built or muscular yeah that's 
it's just weird. It make I, I it makes it to me. It sounds more like they're infected. Like hench. <laughs> that's the word. But yeah, it is. Hench just means like built, you know, like buff, okay. you know. I've also heard tonk used for that. I think these are all tonk? silly, tonk? silly tonk? words. <laughs> 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 um, but ben basically, Rose. I'm a very old man. That's true. Ben Rose wants to know, all right, what's your favorite probe in a game? Mine is the one from Outer Wilds. The worst is in Mass Effect 2. Uh, uh, Mass Effect 2's probe is brilliant because you can probe your anus. You know, that... Probe. That's the best thing game. about Mass Effect. Yeah, I like <laughs> maxing out 100% of my, my planet. You get out. Get out now. <laughs> I've got to learn to be good at Daisy and make you a minute. <laughs> 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 Is think this that, because um, you tweeted, re- tweet us your, your most probing questions? Yeah, the... And then they have asked us about probes. This is rubbish. <laughs> what a rubbish question. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> Well, oh, I like the Mass Effect 2 for it, it. So, next question, but from Ed Fennin, Um Games are a notorious escapist format. Do you have any games that make you feel meditative when played? Why? Mm. Hashtag wanky bollocks. <laughs> nice. Wanky bollocks, eh? Hmm. There's Sound Self, which is Robin Arnott's game um, where you make like chanting noises to guide yourself through a soundscape. Um, and that is purposely built to make for a meditative experience. Have yeah. you seen the opposite of that, where you have to scream at it to get through levels? <laughs> well, I asked, That's amazing. That's basically, yeah. I asked Terry Cabinet about Super Hexagon and he said he wanted people to get into a trance state when they play Super Hexagon yeah. I just get into a state of increased frustration and anger mm-hmm. so I don't know whether it's really worked out <laughs> I don't know I go into a trance state with lots of games like that or that involve like simple repetitive actions or like pattern finding like yes. I, I do it a lot with things like Bejeweled or with um, dots or something on my phone I get it mining blocks in Minecraft sometimes or Tetris, actually. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of um, A Dark Room on iOS recently, and I think it's excellent, and it, it's extremely sort of meditative and calming. Um, but yeah, like, I, I find it, because it's very it's a very simple interface, and it's basically, like, this wonderful role-playing system that just gently folds out, and it has, like, little sort of tiny snippets of, like, flavour text. Mm. Basically, all you do is you start off by a fire, and you click to like light the fire and then you can build stuff like you can build a hut and then people will come to the hut and it's kind of like um it's kind of like candy box sort of style like it's very bare minimum graphics it's just like black and white text um and then you've got an inventory but then it kind of folds out in this amazing way it's almost like uh like a I don't know, like a flower blooming. He's got these so many little parts that just exponentially expand until you can see this huge system in front of you. And then you start to explore a map. Like it's like, uh, it's like Dwarf Fortress eventually where you explore a map and you've got this like little ASCII sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, and it's really, really meditative as well. Like it's very much like because they've used the, um, the new iOS sort of system, it's very sort of like looks, feels and looks beautiful to play and to touch. 
Um, and it, yeah, it's just really contemplative. I really recommend it. Um, so atmospheric and feels like you're going on a kind of journey through a legendary, I don't know, kind of land or something. It's wonderful. Anyway, next um, question, yeah. I guess. <laughs> the next one's related to that, I guess. Uh, yeah, Ben Barrett wants to know, games that calm you down? I'm probably going to sound a bit strange when I say this, but Batman... Actually, I find the combat in Batman strangely relaxing in that it's not frantic or anything. If you're doing well, it's it's not like you're ever scrambling for something. It's like uh, it's like punch, pause, punch, pause. And there's a, there's a, a, slow, there's a, a slow rhythm to it that when you're actually in control feels um, tremendous. It feels surprisingly slow for a combat game. Mm. I don't have any of these or games that are meditative. Like I find that if a, if a game doesn't make me stressed or depressed, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, you're exactly like uh, my brother. My brother plays Hearthstone a lot and he gets really stressed over just playing Hearthstone because he, he'll yell at the other person or he'll yell at his cards. And yeah, um, and so I feel... Like, yeah, that's quite... Uh, I think that obviously some people are into games for the challenge of them, I think. Whereas, like, sometimes I just really want to sit down in front of Proteus and just mm. wander about a bit and just not give a shit about anything for a while. And I really like that there's no fail state. Like, you can't yeah. possibly fuck up Proteus. Although, if there's anyone who could do that, it would be me. It would definitely be me. Um, I guess um, I did just finish uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons today. Oh, yeah. And that was quite easy going for the most part but then had a nice depressing twist so ticked all of my boxes awesome oh also gonna say i was gonna add another one um journey as well i find very relaxing and meditative um, yeah in that it's it is largely about walking but it has the best walking as a result if if there was a fail state in proteus what do you think it would it, it would be like a crab ate you or like <laughs> a flower came alive and like you just yeah attacked you. <laughs> you just drown before you even get to the island yeah like you drown or you're like yeah or um a squirrel nibbles you until you're dead what was squ- that um flash game where it starts out quite like that and you're just sort of walking through the woods and you're like collecting little light orbs and there's like a rabbit and you go by a lake and stuff and it's all really nice and then out of the lake spawns this huge cthulhu thing and you have to have like a qte fight with it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what this is but it sounds brilliant yeah yeah i mean it would be funny if just one day you like like ed 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 key had put an update in proteus that had gone like through steam and it updated and you went into proteus and like all the squirrels just attacked you and like (laughs) ate your insides out (laughs) and everyone would be like it'd be the most horrific day ever they should do that on uh, april fools actually um yeah Um, anyway there's one more question but it's a bit self-indulgent but anyway okay uh any plans for the movie adaptation of Craig C. the Craigenan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which have their way. But actually, no. There's like a fucking Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. 
documentary <laughs> that will probably be my Twitch, you know? <laughs> Did I miss something? What the hell is this film? What? This is, I, this is Matthew Cox, who I'm guessing was watching Pip's stream when Craig did his thing. Uh, uh, Matt was the one that the one we kidnapped. kidnapped. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it turns out that Pip was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that you guys played nicely together. Yeah. Not fucking playing a game with Craig again. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's because Ed's not around for us to pick on, you know. I do you know, I've just realised I do this to all of my friends. Like not long ago Steve Fulton was playing Dark Souls and then I invaded him wearing nothing but a sack and holding a club. <laughs> of course you did. No, I feel like I never want to play a game with you, Craig. I think it's a rite of passage. I don't think you have a choice. I didn't oh, want to play with day... Dave. I explicitly said I'm playing with my friend Matt. One, one day I will be hazed. Like, I'll just be playing a game like idly online. and then Proteus. And then Craig will find a way. Oh, Craig's going to turn up as a squirrel. Like a really just like squirrel. a killer. A crab will come towards me and all of a sudden it'll be easy. Me and I'll be like, no, Craig will be like, Mah-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's essentially what's going to happen. <laughs> this, oh, god, what are your questions, Pip? Um, there are a fair few of them, so shall I uh bundle them up and we can answer them next week? Uh, because there are a few that might benefit from having a think. Cool. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much, you guys. And um, I guess I will see you uh, next week. I don't know if we've actually planned... Have we planned um, any kind of... We should probably, like, ask questions, like, ask for questions to be sent to us now. So if you could... Have we got an email address, Tom? Yes, it's notagamepodcast at gmail.com. Though I think mm-hmm. Gmail is now broken. But presumably oh. by the time you're listening it's to this... It's back it up now, I think. We fixed. In most places. okay well everyone send us uh crazy questions um maybe you know hold off asking uh asking for craig to play a game with me to haze me because that's not gonna happen so sorry um but yes uh definitely uh send in all of your questions and emails and um wish pip the best of luck with her gaming endeavors in future i guess anything where it's not possible for craig to invade my universe <laughs> god damn you cool well uh bye everyone oh, hang on no bye. does this mean you're gonna rob my castle doctrine house <laughs> do you oh, are you that on that game definitely play the castle doctrine right oh. let's all play the castle doctrine with houses next to each other is that possible and then we can... no but they are listed so maybe we'd be able to find each other through that like i think you might be able to find people people's names okay like the from the list so i've started playing it um but yeah i i kind of well i'd like to try and just like bully you and steal your things but um yeah no i just i suddenly had that moment of Oh God! Oh God! It's another place he can get me. Oh, no. I've got the fear, the lake of fear. One day you come home, all your possessions are gone, your family is dead, and just scrawled on the wall is "Cheers, Craig." <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, but he'd do it in the manner of like a Dark Souls message. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Basically, 
Craig, Craig has become everyone's worst nightmare, worst gaming nightmare. Do you know what it is, though? I'm thinking it's because I said, there's no way this game will turn me into a psychopath. So <laughs> now it's like some sort of like torture process until I finally snap and go, right, I will just kill everyone. Anyway, don't let him make you break your one rule fit. <laughs> Till next week, I wish everyone the best of luck at running away from Craig. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, oh, also, the Lycos game was called Fetch. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>